This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glyn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 525 of Shudders Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuddersIncPodcast.com and that there on Skype once again from Melbourne, Victoria, Mr. Glyn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. How are you? Hello everybody. How's things? I am well. Excellent. Oh, you know, up and down. How did the footy go the other night? But footy the other night. Weren't you weren't you watching a football game a couple of nights ago when I buzzed you? Oh, I was watching. Yeah, I was at an inter, intra club, so we we beat ourselves. <laughs> yeah. But but on, on, on positive note, we did win. Here's the thing: we've had we've had two, we've had two intra club games so far, okay, and we've won both of them, which is pretty good. Fantastic. And then yesterday we had our first preseason game against another team. Yeah. They got spanked. So we're two for three, which isn't bad. That's yeah, about a 66% winning ratio so far. Which is, Excellent. Yeah, think about it. That's, That's good. Bad. That uh, is great. Yeah, now we're, we're looking, we looked diabolical yesterday. and uh, oh. But mind you, we did play the, the reigning top team, the reigning premiers. Oh, okay. Uh, they were full strength. And uh, we had our, our three best people who play in the middle, right. people that we're talking about, uh, weren't playing. So, right. um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we only we only lost by a tiny bit more than the number two team in the league last year at in the grand finals. So. <laughs> right. Put it that way, you know. It's all, it's all how you try and phrase it to make yourself feel better about yourself. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's and, it. And you've been <laughs> off for a few weeks. How did you get on? Um, really good. Yeah. So we went down to Wagga last weekend to see Max's marching out parade. Ah, um, yes. Oh, is that what you were down there for when there were all the the touch football things? That's right. Going? Yes, yeah. Um, so we had to stay in a little village called Junee, which is about 35 kilometres outside of Wagga. But, yeah, it was great. Had a great time down there. And uh, Can I ask a question, though? Sure. Do you just wave and they leave? And they, so you get there, you wave, <laughs> and they, they just walk off and they're gone. <laughs> and you don't get to see them and say, well, that was good. Not quite. Is that like what you mean by marching out? They just march out and they're gone. <laughs> yeah, so. How far are they marching? Oh, until they stop. <laughs> That's it. So, because they don't want, you know, civilians just willy-nilly wandering all over the army base, what they do is... Really? You, yeah, so you, you park your car in the car park and then you hop on a an army bus and they bus cool. you around to the parade ground and guide you into the seating that overlooks the parade ground. And then they give you a commentary about everything that's going to happen. Uh, They're going to march out that way. That's wave right. Wave as they go. That's it. That's and like so that. there were two platoons, you know, um, Max was in one of them, obviously. And I was going to say, it'd be tough to be in two of them. That's right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's a, the boy's got talents we never knew. <laughs> that's so it. The army's brought out a whole other side of him, yeah. literally. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they do their marching out parade, which goes for about... 45 minutes and then they all march off the parade ground into the car park and then they get to fall out and we get to spend or we got to spend about 10 minutes with him then he gets summoned back uh, and they have to go off and do some administrative stuff and we were then told the army will bust them all into the town of Wagga Wagga and drop them at the train station at one o'clock and so Max had said meet us at the Vic victoria pub uh so we just met him there and he was then able to spend the next 28 hours with us from one o'clock friday through to five o'clock saturday 
so yeah, he came out to Junee with us, and we went and did the Licorice and Chocolate Factory, which is kind of like the highlight of Junee. Um, the, the 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 light of Junee, <laughs> exactly. The and then uh, yeah, we took him back and dropped him off, and then so Saturday night. Dropped him off at the train station. He gets back on an army bus, takes him back out to the Kapuka base. And then on Monday, he jumped on a bus. Uh, again, an army... Goes to Ukraine. Army-supplied bus. Yeah, well, we were worried about that. Uh, that bus took him to Holsworthy base in Sydney. Another one, yeah. And so he's got to do a four-week course before he does what's called IET, Initial Employment Training, which is the 12-week course where he'll learn all of his specialist skills as a combat engineer. The four-week course that he's got to do first, which was meant to start in March, is now not going to start until July. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in what's called a holding platoon until then. Uh, He'll do that four-week course, and then at some point after that, he'll get to do his IET training for another 12 weeks. And once he's finished that, then he can be stationed at a combat engineer regiment around the country, of which there are only three. And as for the whole Ukraine thing, he can't get shipped overseas to a combat zone until he has spent 12 months in a posting within Australia within his specialist field as a combat engineer so so basically he's got to do 12 months as a combat engineer before he can be deployed overseas into a combat zone so so yeah Yeah, i don't don't think there's much much risk of um troops being sent in anyway but yeah there might Uh, be other ancillary duties that might be needed who knows yeah exactly so anyway certain times my friend uncertain times and speaking of the military we i want to pay tribute to sally kellerman today who is sally kellerman episode Sally Kellerman was the original hot lips hula hand in the movie Mash. <laughs> right. She died over she died overnight. So oh, yeah. That's so it was just yeah. So we, well, it's not good for her. I mean it doesn't really affect me. personally. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't doesn't have a lot of effect. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I seem to talk in military and that's kind of yeah, yeah, it was apt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And what have you been up to in the last three weeks? What have I been up to? Uh, yeah, bugger all. Had some, some health dramas. but oh, um, that's no good. Yeah, and no, uh, it's been good. And uh, a little, little accident with a chainsaw, which <laughs> fortunately which fortunately wasn't the thing that caused the health dramas. <laughs> right. <laughs> so hence, hence now why I, I just uh, had to take a phone call before from a tree lopper who's coming down to do the job properly. Right. <laughs> Don't they glint your sharp tools? Do you still have ten fingers and ten toes? Uh, yes, just just most of them in a box. <laughs> <laughs> right. in the, in a box in the freezer, keeping cold. Right. Excellent. Uh, fortunately, fortunately, I I jammed the chainsaw into a tree branch before the the drama started. So right. You know, so this thing is a, a little tip for for young players. Hmm. You know. If you're reaching really high to chop a tree branch down, so you're above your head, mm-hmm. so you can't come down from the top of the branch downwards, you also can't go up from the bottom <laughs> because at some point the weight of the tree branch will lock your blade inside the tree branch. Correct. So there's there's a there's a young tip uh, for everybody. <laughs> and um, and see, what you have to do then is try and get another saw and hold the chainsaw in one hand while sawing the top of the branch <laughs> with the other hand 
And then at some point, it's all coming down. <laughs> and it all came down on me, yeah, and knocked me over and uh, right. flattened me on the ground and cut me up at a few bits and pieces, just, just you know, cuts from the branches, not cut from the chainsaw. Right. <laughs> and um, then it's quick, brush up, don't let the missus know, don't let the missus know. What, <laughs> what can I hide? <laughs> and then, then, then my, my, I'm, laying, I'm still laying sort of a bit dazed on the ground and the, uh, the old Apple Watch starts going, it looks like you've had a fall. <laughs> Please, press this button to say you're okay, or we call the cops in 10 seconds. It just starts counting down. I'm like, what? Not something to say. So it was, it was a good test of that. It's good to know that works. Yeah, nice. You know? nice. That, was, that, was, that was a positive. Uh, yeah, and I've also been practising my guitar as well. Oh, yeah. I've, been, uh, I've had yeah. three lessons of the guitar now, and uh, been, been uh, trying to get a bit of daily practice in, which is what I was doing when you buzzed earlier. So. Nice, nice. Um, not no, you should hear it. It's not nice. Uh, it's quite un- right. it's quite unpleasant to the ear. Right. It can't be as bad as a child practicing a violin. It can't be that bad. No, because I can't put headphones on when I'm plonking away, which is going to take some of the curse off for, for other people around. So I've been I've been uh, I've been enjoying that, but I'm finding it. Uh, my biggest issue is is trying to get my fingers not to dampen other strings when doing chords. Right. Yeah, so but maybe I need to use that chainsaw and slim them down a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you press on one cord, one one string, and it kind of rests on the other. It doesn't matter how you put your hand; it goes the other one goes plunk, right. which is near. So, if there's anyone out there who's got tips for that, feel free to uh, shoot through an email. Yeah, other than the aforementioned chainsaw incident, yeah, yeah. don't reduce the fingers or file. I'm not going to file them down either. Right. I was thinking about taping them. Oh yeah. Yeah, put it put really or put like string really tightly around your fingers so it squishes them down. You know, like the like Chinese ladies have to do for their feet to bind their feet. Yeah. I could slip just for just for the hour or so I'm practicing, and then when they fall off, yeah, um, I have to use further up the finger, which is even fatter. Yeah, so so I've been that's all I've really been doing. You know, the um, no no photography. Uh, oh, well, there is a bit of photography. I've just cancelled my uh, November tour. Ah, oh, why? So. That was uh, India, health. right? Yeah, health. I just can't be assured that I'll be healthy enough to be able to run it. Oh, hey, that's no good. So, um, yeah. Wow. Hey. And, I'll, and I'll know in a couple of months whether I need surgery, and if that's the case, then that'll kind of delay you know, your recovery as well. I just Even even though you know, yeah, I feel maybe I could run it now, I can't take the risk on people booking and yeah, you know, stuffing everyone around or getting over the far worse, getting over there and not being able to perform. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I've had to uh, devastate it. It's the only thing I've been looking forward to for a year and a half, you know. So it's yeah. my, my one bright spark ahead and, and that's gone now. So that's that's been pretty um pretty depressing. So do you think you'll ever get back to doing international tours again? Don't know if I'll get back to working, dude. Well. Certainly certainly not workshops. I don't I, I couldn't run a workshop right now. Even locally. No, I can't, I can't. I can't put in four or six hours of effort. Wow! I just, I just don't have to. Yeah, I, I could fall over after twenty minutes of effort or sixty minutes of effort, or I've got no, and and I have no recovery ability anymore. So you know, you, you know, you, you can recover it if you did ten minutes work. You can sort of recover in twenty minutes, maybe. Wow. Uh, it could take me up to a day and a half at the moment to recover. So um, wow! Yeah, I'm I'm kind of shot. So. Yeah, Mate, that's not joys. good. Not good. And they had this thing called atrial fibrillation this week where my heart was trip-hammering at all sorts of different speeds. Uh, for a period, And that's new. 
that's new, so that's something. Oh, it's a good that, thing you didn't try to become a drummer then. I mean, look on that side. That's a, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but mind you, that was faster the song. We'll get the slow down. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's all a bit all over the shop at the moment. Oh, a bit, mate. Yeah, a bit that's, gutting. That's a bit rough. What do you do, you know? You can't, you can't let it get you down, you know? Yeah. You know, you've got to just keep moving forward. And it is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. And Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so so no work for me for who knows when, and and and, and then it may become the point where well I have to quit photography and just go and do what I can, you know, job I could do for two or three hours a day or something, you know, yeah, which right. is not many of those around either. So um, I might be able to under, might have to retire. Yeah, wow, knows. wow, so, yeah, that's rough. That's a bit, a bit of a bit of a dampener on the old episode. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the lucky 525 episode, too. It is. Why is it lucky? Uh, what? I thought you were going to tell me. <laughs> Just lucky <laughs> that we made it this far. <laughs> lucky, lucky I'm still here to be doing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. Can I tell you a funny, slightly photography-related story? Sure. And hope he doesn't listen. My father-in-law. Yeah. Uh, we're, having, we're having dinner at a, a pub the other night. We had a little bit of a family dinner. And he goes, oh, I had an urge to, to, a week or so ago to, to get my drone out and do some flying with my drone. And I got out and he says, you know, everything I could do, I worked, it, it just doesn't work anymore. Stop working. It's, it's a couple of years old. Stop working. I thought, well, no point getting it repaired because the cost of repair is probably, yeah, the price of a new one. So he so ordered a new one. And the new one arrives and he starts reading the instruction manual and that with, with the DJI drones, there's a special way of turning them on. It's a short press followed by a long press. Right. Because, gee, gee, I wonder. So he went over to his old drone and did the short press and he just didn't, just forgotten how to turn it on. There's <laughs> <laughs> a proud owner. But you know what? When I used to have my drone, I used to do the same thing. I'd, I'd pick it, I'd, I'd use it for wiping up. How do you turn it on? Yeah. I can't remember to turn it on. It's a simple switch. It's this silly, very short button, short press, long press on the same button. And it's like, oh, poor yeah. bugger. So he's, he's now the proud owner. So, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can inherit, yeah, yeah early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least drone. one drone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. Too funny. <laughs> so, if any, any people out there struggling with the drone, try the short press and the long press. It's it's been it's been an episode of great community service this one so far. <laughs> We've talked about chainsaws, they've turned on the drones. Yeah. Excellent. Shall we shall we talk some photography? <laughs> we should because I'm going to go pick the kids up from school soon, so we should. Cool. Uh, what do you got on your list? I've got only a couple of things, but things that I, fo- I found moderately interesting. Yeah. First up, Sigma have announced a whole uh, flank of uh, lenses for Fuji FX cam, uh, Fuji cameras, Fuji film cameras. Okay. Which I thought was really good because I mean the 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 range has been pretty limited to date from third party manufacturers. Right. And I don't really know why. It's been ten years that the the, the system's been out, and they've been very popular for I don't know at least eight of those years, I'd imagine. Okay. So that's good. So if you if you're a Fujifilm user and um, yeah, look at yeah, Sigma's got a range of their the you know, like sixteen mils and thirty mils and um, three one point four lenses that they're coming out with. So that's that's kind of wow. cool. Okay. The uh, the other one I I, I, I call Nonzia Business. Yeah. Because uh, there's a, a camera brand called Nons come out on uh, on um, Kickstarter. Okay. And it's a, uh, a it takes Fuji Instax, so another Fuji thing, Fuji Instax film. Right. But has Canon RF lens mount. 
Oh. So you can put you can put Canon. I think there's only a limited range of focal lens you can put on, but Canon 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 lens mounts, and it's got an old waist level viewfinder, like the old Hasselblads. And oh stuff. wow! So it looks like a pretty cool piece of kit. My my only my only drama was um, it's seven hundred Australian dollars is the Kickstarter bonus cheap price, right? Which okay. seems yeah exy yeah yeah. Uh, but they've raised one hundred and four thousand of their eight thousand eight hundred dollar goal on Kickstarter. <laughs> nice. But straight away, I'm going. Well, if their goal was only eight thousand eight hundred, what on earth could you build for eight thousand eight hundred bucks? Not if much. If the camera's seven hundred dollars, what you buy? You build eleven. Or you build a few. Pro- uh, you, I couldn't even imagine you build a prototype for that price. Yeah, the molds, yeah, and whatever, cost more than that. Yeah. So it seemed to. I, I, I don't know if I'm starting to think that these uh, Kickstarter things, to guarantee they get their money, regardless, is they start with a stupid low price. Because right. once it's achieved over a certain price, they yeah, it, it, they um, they get the money basically. Yeah, right. So they've got 104. They've got 104,000 in the bank. Yeah. Effectively, uh, when they only ask for it. So if they disappeared now. Yeah, they got hundred and four thousand bucks. I don't know. So, uh, which which led me to, funny enough, I, I did go. I did go read the um, the comments as you do, okay. and um, the first one had me had me on the first one, and yeah. So I, I didn't even bother looking at the rest. It just says it takes cat pictures. I mean, because the demonstration <laughs> picture was a cat. So that's, that's, that's good enough. But then some guy there was actually there was another comment talking about. No, I'm sick of the, these Kickstarter things. Um, I backed this tripod and it never ever showed it, 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 it failed. And, um, and so I went and looked at what it was and it was a, some tripod for, um, for iPhones, which I thought was kind of, kind of weird anyway itself. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they had an interesting story and I, I thought I'd, I'd read out a little bit of the story for people who think okay. about Kickstarters. It said, after an extended period, we'd like to share an update on the entire situation on, and the current status of the project. After the crowdfunding campaigning was over, we went to China and contracted a factory to create the tripod. This place was, it was located in Shenzhen, China. Unfortunately, after multiple, multiple breaches of contract, we had to hire a law firm to bring mitigation against them. Now, this is a problem you have in dealing there. The copyright is a, a suggestion at best. Yes. You know? yeah. And if you're taking something that's brand new over there, you know, there's a fair chance that if, the, if not the people you're talking to, they're passing the information on to somebody else to get a kickback. Yeah. Um, so according to these people, someone, someone they stole the concept and started making. And then um, with the pandemic outbreak, it became impossible to fly back to China to yeah. deal with the issues between public institutions and the law firm. And as the China's borders remain closed, we do not have any updates from the lawyer and the factory is ignoring contact. Wow. Um, we'd like to manufacture the tripod, but it's impossible. We, and here's the, here's the killer. We cannot issue any refunds since the money's been paid to the factory in China according to the contract. Oh. And since the money went on payments for design, the moulds, which we're talking about, that's yeah. the moulds, legs, metal frame for the camera mount, uh, the PCBA for the remote shutter control, the polycarbonate case and other needed components there's, uh, um, uh, to complete manufacturing. And since there's no legal solution up to this moment for us to get our money back, we cannot offer refunds. We didn't give up and tried to attract another investor for additional funds, but we couldn't interest anyone, which is fair enough, because why would you buy into a product that's already be- maybe been... Yeah, compromised, yeah. and it's already been manufactured by 15 companies. In case we manage to find a new investor for the funds to create the tripod, we will then ship all the rewards to everyone, but we have no funds to pursue the matter further and decided we should apply to dissolve the company. 
So that's that's the risk of these things, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it's um, a good idea. And obviously, enough people liked. Yep. And then just pff, all fell in a hole. That's something that the, the pandemic I hadn't really so taken into account yeah. either. Is that uh, thing? And I don't, I don't know if you're a small company going in trying to maintain intellectual property, dealing with people who. Uh, I'm not saying this company's either there, but it's an issue. That it doesn't matter who you're talking to. Yeah. You have to be very careful of your intellectual property and um, yeah. These people obviously weren't enough, and bang, yeah, all gone. Wow. So that was that was interesting. And the last thing I've got is the new Olympus OM1. Okay. The, 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 so the OM system announced their first official camera as OM system rather than Olympus. And I thought it was interesting. It just still says Olympus on top of the camera, which I thought, well, yeah, that's interesting. Because that's something I was thought about. What, what are they going to do about branding as far as branding is concerned? Yeah, when when that company took over, OM System, they became no, no, not the Olympus name, but they're still using the Olympus name. And I've got to say, I love the fact that it just says OM One because OM. I started with an OM Two, but the OM Ones and OM Twos were my favourite of all time cameras, and still up there with some of my favourite all time cameras. Right. And so just to see that 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 name again, OM One, out there as a, as a camera, makes me want to go out and get one. You know, <laughs> just to uh, just because nostalgia is not what it used to be, but right. yeah, I still. I still would like one. If, so if Olympus want to give you one, yeah. but I don't know why they would because they don't take photos and I might not be taking photos any, anymore again, but, you know, <laughs> but still, I'd like one. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, send one my way. <laughs> but I have, but the, one of the reasons I brought up, I have an interesting story about how the OM-1 became the OM-1, the original oh. OM-1. Okay. So back in, whatever, 1971 or whatever it was, the OM-1 came out, Right. Uh, Olympus were were were, were um, setting up a stand or a booth, depending which country you're in, at Photokina in Germany to mm. announce these new OM series of cameras. And when they came out, they were revolutionary because they were so small, and they called it the M1. Right. Oh, okay. And uh, so it was called the M1, and they had all there. And the night before the Photokina was to open, they were going to do this big launch. Leica came up and slapped a lawsuit on them. Oh. They said, "No, we're called." We've got the M series cameras, M1, wow. M2, M3. You yeah. can't, you can't call it that. So the night before Photokina launched, they had to run out and find an engraving company to engrave O in front of the, <laughs> in front of the M. So they're all out there colouring in and doing who knows what. But I thought that's a, wow. a classic thing. Yeah, so how how a, 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 such a famous camera got its name is such yeah, a funny right. story. You know, so, wow. So that was kind of cool. So if you're an Olympus user, uh, I know Dave Fulton, one of our regular mm-hmm. listeners, he's, he's, he's got a, a bunch of early gear. Yep. Uh, but once I think the price is probably going to be one of those things that's just too expensive for most folk to want to be interested in, but still. Right. Um, I mean, it's a lot cheaper than, you know, your three flagship brands, though. Like if you're yeah, looking but, at Canon, Nikon, yeah, Sony. It is, but it's not a Canon, Nikon, or Sony. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, so you can't, you can't really... Compare, you can't really, yeah, you, know, you can't ask for the same sort of prices as what yeah. you would for a flagship Nikon or Canon yeah. or Sony. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so I still, I still, I still struggle to see Sony as a flagship company. It just doesn't. Okay, just doesn't, just doesn't. <laughs> lovely cameras, but, but yeah, yeah, but they make lovely TVs too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, you pay Nikon or Canon don't make TVs, so they're better. since 2005 shutters inc has been a labor of love but beyond the time required to produce it there was also a financial commitment 
If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. So what have you got on your on your list? Anything interesting? Uh, so I've got a couple of things from uh, Paul Sutton. Gosh. One was that Leica have just released two watches. Really? So a timepiece for your wrist. Uh, does both... it? Does it? Add to, do you press the watch and it activates your um, your Leica camera? No, no, because it's all mechanical and manual. Yeah, go. On. Yeah, they're analog cameras. And Nine thousand. Each thousand dollar. No, 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 no. They are more expensive than the nine thousand oh. dollar M11 rangefinder. <laughs> <laughs> So these two watches uh, are going for $10,000 and $14,000, respectively. U.S. dollars, so that's pushing yep. 20000 Australian. Yep. So um, certainly... Wow. Uh, I mean, I like a good watch. <laughs> they're pretty. Boom, boom. It's pretty and all, but wow, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, uh, so, so, promise, see, watches are one of those things that attract a certain type. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, like train spotters yep. and stuff. And yeah, you get a, the very first one comment in the comment section. I'll stick with my old Belova Marine Star 98H37. I love the blue dial and bezel with the white and gold trim. Oh, the f- <laughs> off. Just, yeah, you can shove that watch, don't you? And yeah, you. <laughs> I mean, if some of you fart, people can hear you ticking. <laughs> but really, man, what, what's, what does that mean? Hey, okay, you're not interested in the watch. Fair enough. Shut up. Yeah. But then to come on oh, my 98H37 yeah. Yeah, with the blue trim and gold, Whatever. just a pretentious wanker. Yeah. Yeah. Then who needs a watch in the smartphone age except to show off? That's a good one. I, I use a watch. I've got, I've got an Apple Watch, uh, but that kind of links to my phone and, and yeah. it does lots of stuff. And, and it's what told me I was having my health issues this week. So that's right. um, I woke up feeling unwell. And I press the button to, to check my heart. So, I mean, it has the ability to check on this. So, so oh, there's good reasons to have wrist devices still. Yep. And if you're going out somewhere nice, have a lovely watch on. It's not a bad thing either. You know? Absolutely. It's pretty. Yeah, yep. nothing wrong with that. Yep. One thing I have to say, that mechanical timepieces depreciate less or even accrue in value compared to the digital counterparts. So it's fair enough. Yeah. Yep. So, it could be yep. an, an investment as opposed to an Apple Watch. Well, not really. Because an Apple Watch is five hundred dollars. This is fourteen thousand dollars. So there's twenty eight <laughs> Apple Watches, twenty eight series of Apple Watches you can be buying. If they come out every two years, there's fifty six years worth of watches you could buy. Yeah, if you only buy fifty years worth, you're still up. You're still ahead. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not so good for the environment. Oh, here we go. I recently purchased several skmei 1389 watches at the grand sum of oh no eight pound each (laughs) (laughs) the digital section seems to drift a few seconds a week but the analog section is good which is kind of funny how is the digital going faster (laughs) oh that's cool i'm I'm just going to save go and keep that page open i'm going to go through that later on and enjoy that that's good i got a cup of tea yeah. After I pick the kids up from school, I'll get the cup of tea and I'll sit and watch that one. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, the next one he's got is using modern smartphones to find hidden spy cameras, as discovered by the boffins in Singapore and South Korea. Boffins. Yeah. Boffins. There's so, two things I can't stand. There's two things. That, 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 no, it's not, it's not true, Bruce. It's a complete other lie. There's billions of things I can't stand. I'm an opinionated asshole. <laughs> <laughs> boffins. Yeah. For scientists, 
It, it dimin- diminishes their years of dedication. Absolutely. And cops instead of police. Right. I hate being called cops yep. in, in journalism. Just, oh, it doesn't yeah. it. Anyway. Yeah. So what are, what are, what are the boffins slash scientists? Recent model smartphones can be smarter still about finding hidden cameras in their vicinity if they take advantage of time-of-flight sensors. And apparently these time-of-flight sensors are a little bit like LiDAR uh, in that they, they rely on reflected light to quickly determine the distance of objects. And some new smartphones are now having these sensors built into them. And so... These guys, these researchers in Singapore and South Korea, figured that you could use those sensors in these new smartphones to detect where hidden spy cameras have been placed in an environment, uh, because this is becoming more and more of an issue, you know, people spying on people yeah. they shouldn't be and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch the uh, the video that came along with that blog post, but I, th- I think some of these boffins should hang out with some of the watch people, though, because uh, the dedicated detection <laughs> devices for finding hidden cameras like the CC308 Plus and the K18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, 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 a, it's a modern, modern under episode, really, isn't it? There you again? go. So anyway, I'll put that in the show notes for those that want to read. Uh, and I found a couple of things just before we started the recording. Uh, photographer... So the, second, the seconds of research you put in for the episode. Exactly. Photographer so, recreates... That, I mean, uh, that's pretty poor because yeah. I've put in at least 12 minutes worth. 12 you minutes? Put in a few seconds. I know, right? If you put in 12, a couple of seconds, <laughs> I mean, I think we all, I think the listeners will now know who's the more dedicated to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> Photographer recreates famous landmarks out of household items. So this was just a collection of images, but it was the first one that caught me was just some plates and some bowls stacked up on a on another bowl to almost like they were drying after having been washed, but it looks like the Sydney Opera House. Um, and there's just some some great stuff here. There's some uh, oh, the, cor- the corks the corks to make Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, except it's completely unrealistic because um, the sun that's setting in the background or rising yeah. doesn't rise on that angle over Stonehenge, so he's got that wrong. <laughs> right. <course>. So. <laughs> Do you want to quote I mean, a modern number to go it, along with that, mate? If you're going to do it, do it bloody properly. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's some good stuff there. Uh, and then the last one that I've got is watch this stop-motion film made out of over 600 light-painted still images. Uh, and it, wow. it's a, a short video. It only goes for about a minute 20. And it's got this light-painted cowboy walking through different scenes. Uh, so, obviously, the... The, the the cowboy is a person who's got these lights all attached to his body and they've uh, yeah taken all these still images and then converted it into a video and it looked very clever. So uh, I was happy. We, we did one a few years ago of a, of a, of a guy skateboarding. Do you remember that one? There's a, a guy skateboarding Ooh, down through vaguely, a city at night. Vaguely, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah stupid, stupid, ridiculous amount of work involved and incredibly yeah. talented. Yeah, uh, sickening. You know, just uh, there's, there's there's one there. Where the elevator is so cool. The way they've done the elevator in this thing is is excellent. Right, know? right. I haven't got that No, I didn't get through well, all of it. Answer, so. answer. Yeah. So you open up by saying it's like a, a was it a uh, an eighty second? It's an eighty <laughs> second video, and you haven't got through all of it yet. <laughs> I said I found them just before we started recording. People, <laughs> people. I think I think we have a. 
an 80 second bloody video, dude. And you hadn't got, and I think the elevator shut up in the first 10 seconds. Oh, so did it? Okay. You hadn't got to that part yet. I haven't got to that part yet. Okay. <laughs> anyway. That's gold, Bruce. It's gold. <laughs> Don't let so anyone say we don't it. take this podcast bloody seriously. That's right. we're, we're putting seconds, seconds of effort into this thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I will let you go and pick up your kids from school. Yes, thanks, mate. <laughs> and we will. Uh, awesome. So, are we on uh, two weeks time again. So back two to weeks. Two week schedule. Yep. yep. Beautiful. Awesome. Cool. Take All care, right, everybody. Will you look after yourself. Oh, as best as I can. Yeah. And we will uh, <laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. See you, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Shudders Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuddersincpodcast.com. Right.